Welcome to the January edition of Life in the Tax Life. Katie, this is not just the January edition. This is the holiday special. It's spectacular. Sparkly. Where's the confetti? All the festivities. <laughs> Did you forget the tinkling, tinkling, tinkling dudes? <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed their holiday season. Uh, for those who didn't get everything they wanted, and certainly finance and the CRA were very busy leading up oh. to the holiday season, delivering special gifts before they all left for vacation. You uh, must be a tax junkie. if you didn't get everything you wanted, then maybe you want to take part in our pre-budget consultations. The finance minister has once again sent out the call. What do you think mm -hmm. we should do? Mm -hmm. How should we change the tax system? How should we change the way we uh, manage our money in the country? Uh, what programs should we have? Maybe you didn't like everything in the EI changes. Maybe you don't like what's happening in the CPP. Are there other things they could be doing? Lots of opportunities to make your voice heard. And uh, certainly that's part of democracy, so make your voice heard. Why don't we jump into the next concept here? In the dead of summer, we received these income-splitting proposals. So, you, so you'd have certain streams of income and individuals receiving these streams of income which would have to pay top rate tax and not be subject to the regular marginal rates. Now we have the second iteration of these rules which have come out after the huge amount of consultations and submissions that were sent into the Department of Finance and we have seen some significant change here. So let's talk a little bit about the difference. Well, first of all, the streams of income which are going to be caught are generally the same. Uh, dividends uh, from a corporation, that is probably the biggest one there. Now what do you need to be caught? You need a power person or a special person involved with the business and you need somebody related to them receiving income sourced from that business. Now we're not talking about salaries, uh, it's, it's mostly dividends. Now there are a couple other areas, we're not going to get into it now. So, uh, the main change which has come out in December is basically exclusions. Who and when would you not get caught mm -hmm. by these top rules? So let's jump into that, Katie. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the common themes we saw from the Department of Finance and various other government officials is that if you meaningfully contribute to the business, we don't think you should get caught under these TOSI rules taxed at the top marginal rate and that was the first exception that was included in these rules that was legislated. It's called the excluded business and essentially the Department of Finance is saying if you are actively engaged on a regular, continuous and substantial basis in the year that you receive the dividend or the amount, you get out of these rules. So what do we mean by actively engaged in a substantial, continuous basis? They say 20 hours. We're giving you a bright line test. If you are engaged in the business on an average or for an average of 20 hours per week for the period that the business operates, you're good. You're out of these rules. That is the year you receive it. But there is an extension to that rule. Here you want to talk about the permanent If exception. you can meet that 20-hour-a-week test for any five years, so we can look back through the history of the business, then you're the gold card holder. You're a <laughs> lifetime member of the No Tosi Club. <laughs> no Tosi. And you don't have this issue with income from that related business. So 
That, I think, is going to be mm -hmm. the exception that most people are really hoping to fall into. And certainly for those who are really the players in the business, they're off the hook. Now, there are obviously some questions about what counts towards, you know, for each hour. Is it actually, you know, an, an employment amount that you're remunerated for? Is it other things you're not? Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably going to be fairly broadly described. But and Joe, the other aspect of that <clears throat> is the 20 hours is a bright line. Mm -hmm. If you don't meet that, yep. the legislation still allows for you to show that I didn't meet the 20 hours, but I was actively engaged based on what I did. Mm -hmm. right. So now I don't have a bright line. I'm going to have to persuade CRA, but maybe I'm still out of TOSI. Uh, now, there's a few other ways to get out of TOSI. Uh, sure. We have the excluded share exception, and this one uh, seems a lot more complicated. Basically, it starts off by saying if you personally own shares that account for more than 10% of the voting rights and the value of the company, those shares are excluded from the TOSI rules. Then we get into a whole host of exceptions. It can't be a professional corporation. Accountants, lawyers, doctors, dentists, chiropractors, veterinarians. It can't be a corporation that generates a substantial portion of its income or even a significant portion of its income from the provision of services. And it can't be getting its income from another related business. And with all those exceptions, I'm not really sure how useful this one's going to mm -hmm. be, especially since a lot of the terminology at this point is very uncertain and undefined. So very broad. if I can't yeah. meet these other tests, we do still have, though, the reasonableness test. Now, the reasonableness test is really the same test that we saw in the first iteration. Any dividends paid which were reasonable in comparison to your inputs, be they, be they labor, risk you've taken on, capital you've contributed. Um, you know, it, it, it's really the same test there. They also take a look at what you've actually received mm -hmm. back, and they sort of, it looks like you're going to have to net it out yeah. and see, you know, the remainder there. If you get a dividend, for example, equi equivalent to that, you're, you'll probably be okay. So that test is still yeah. in. But the problem with this is it's not a bright line test. There is subject to quite a bit of a uncertainty and interpretation. So if at all you can get into test one or two, I think that's what we ideally really want to do. Yeah. Okay. Let's but talk we have about a number of other exceptions, sure. but they're a lot more focused. Kate, yeah, what are some of those? Uh, absolutely. So as Joe mentioned, primarily when you're dealing with TOSI, you're looking at dividends coming out of corporations, but there's other streams of incomes that could get caught under TOSI, and one of them is when we sell the shares of certain corporations. Those gains could potentially get caught under TOSI, but we have an exception. When we are subject to one of these dispositions, as an example, if you have qualified small business corporation shares or qualified farm or fishing property, essentially some type of asset that you can be claiming the capital gain exemption on, you get out of these TOSI rules. A few other details there, but essentially those are the type of assets we're looking at. And I think the key to this here is you don't actually have to be claiming the exemption. Yeah. Just as long as you're eligible for it, that's enough to get you out yeah. of these rules. So maybe we're focused a little bit more on purification strategies. Well, maintaining that corporation status mm -hmm. and uh, recognizing that this only helps us on the sale. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help us for ongoing income from the shares. Right. Right? Yeah. Kate, I think the other one that was very important was uh, the pension splitting rules came up a lot in the discussion. Mm -hmm. And this, they said, well, we'll fix that mm -hmm. if the power player in the business is 65 or older. Yeah. If he was receiving pension income, he could have split it with his spouse. Therefore, we will say that the spouse is not subject to TOSI on those dividends either at that point in their retirement. So that resolves that issue for business owners with a lot of their retirement capital 
tied up in their corporation. It doesn't matter how old the spouse is, by the way, just to be clear on that one. Yeah, any age. Okay. So no, I think, Joe, the, the biggest uncertainty we have now is mm -hmm. what's next? Yeah. Right. Is this the end? Is this what will get passed into law? Will there be further changes? Mm -hmm. Certainly the Senate has made their comments, mm -hmm. and uh, they were not fans of a lot of the proposals. The Senate hasn't had the opportunity to comment on these changes. Right. Parliament hasn't had the opportunity to comment on the Senate report. But we're sure seeing a lot of commentary online in the tax community mm -hmm. on the various issues that yeah. these uh, exceptions and specific rules raise. So we'll have to see where we go from here. But at least at this point, this is going to be effective for 2018. So we're going to have to start grappling with these new rules. Now let's uh, take a look at the next talk topic here, and that has to do with the disability tax credit. So this is a fairly valuable credit, and uh, you would get it if you have some kind of affliction or medical condition which markedly restricts your activities on a daily basis. There are a couple other possibilities too here. Now the big question that came out recently had to do with those with type 1 diabetes. Uh, do they get the disability tax credit or not? And we have seen over the last year a significant decline in those who have been eligible to receive it. The Minister of National Revenue was asked about this and she said there's been a no change in law, but we did change our policy procedure. Uh, the public was not happy about it, so the minister took a step back saying we're revisiting this, and yes, those individuals who were denied may actually get it in the future. Yeah. So final item here, we're going to talk about what's happening in 2018, middle of the year, July, as it is currently proposed cannabis. It's being legalized <laughs> nationwide. Um, and so there are, of course, tax issues that stem out of this. We had an agreement between the federal and provincial governments as to the taxation on this cannabis. Uh, what are we looking at? A buck per gram or 10% of the sale price. Three quarters, 75% of that revenue going to the province's territory. The remaining quarter going to the federal government. Um, That's how it would be for the first two years anyways. The first two years and then we're going to review it. But that is where we sit. That's what's coming down the pipes for cannabis. Good and one, Katie. The <laughs> See you next, next month. Life in the Tax Lane is presented by Video Tax News. The Video Tax News team has been supplying practical tax information to accountants and tax professionals for over 30 years. This Canadian-based company presents live and video seminars to thousands of tax professionals relating to both personal and corporate tax. Learn more at videotax.com. That's B-I-D-E-O-T-A-X.com. The preceding information is for general educational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2017. All rights reserved.